Hello and welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we will be talking all things functional medicine. And today I'm joined by a fellow mom and the founder of Infinity Wellness Center in Austin, Texas, and the Energy Recovery System Online Functional Medicine Coaching Program. She's a holistic doctor who concentrates on chronic fatigue, GI issues, women's hormones issue, from pre and post menopause to infertility, headaches, burnout, and insomnia. She believes in the importance of treating the whole person and not just the symptoms. Please welcome Tanisha Wards. Tanisha, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to speak to you today. Yeah, so great to have you on the podcast and chat about a topic that, you know, not too many of us are really aware of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but before, before we dive in, do you mind just sharing what exactly is functional medicine and how is it different to the traditional medicine, so to say? Yes, that's a loaded question with a lot of answers. However, <laughs> I think the best way to kind of describe it is functional medicine is trying to get your body to function at its most optimal. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really kind of broad way to explain it. And a lot of what we do is very much focused on trying to find the core root cause of symptoms, not just covering up the symptoms, not just treating the symptoms, but trying to find the cause. Mm. And a a big thing also of how we look at the body different is we want the body functioning at its most optimal. So a lab range may be a really wide range. I'm just going to use a number. It might be 150 to 300 is the normal range. Well, we want it to be right in the center that a range that your body's functioning at the most optimal. So we would look at and correct things that are a high normal and a low normal because you could have all the symptoms of, let's say, hypothyroidism. Mm -hmm. Um, A traditional allopathic doctor looks at a pathological range and they're like, okay, well, you know, the thyroid range for TSH is, you know, 0.8 and you're at 0.9. So it's, it's, it's a normal range. You know, it's not a pathology or a disease if it's out of their range. Well, we want it functioning at its most optimal. So we want it right in the middle, not barely in range because you could still be having all the symptoms of hypothyroidism because you're just in range by a 10th of a point. So mm. that's probably the biggest thing is we're trying to get the body to function the most optimal, not just barely in range. Right, right, right. So how can it be beneficial when it comes to our health and overall well-being? The biggest thing I think in functional medicine is we are trying to find and correct what's out of balance, whether it's too much of something like a toxicity, Mm. um, a chemical, an infection, a bacteria, a virus, we want to detox that out. And then if there's a deficiency in something, whether it's the gut isn't working as well as it could, it needs to be rebuilt, or there's a deficiency in vitamins, we want to bring it back in and really take away what the body doesn't need, what it has excess of, add what it's missing and allow the body to work on its own. That's the big, that's, that's a, that's a big part of what we do and what our goal is, is to really get the body back in balance, back in homeostasis, functioning as best as it can. Mm. So, but then do you use like medicine or like medicaments or whatever you call like pills and so on, or how do you go about it? So ideally, if we can, I'm a big fan of food as medicine. If we can do Mm. it with diet and lifestyle change and food. Let's do it. 
Sometimes we need to bring in herbs and supplementation and nutrients that way. Sometimes we need to bring in um, hormone, bioidentical natural hormones. So the goal is to not use pharmaceuticals that cover things up, mm -hmm. right? It, the goal is to not use things that just mask the symptoms. We want to actually use things that correct them. So if we were to put somebody on hormones because maybe they had low progesterone for a while, unless you've had a hysterectomy, you shouldn't need that long term. The goal then is to rebalance the endocrine system, the pituitary, the thyroid, the adrenals, and the ovaries, so your body can then make its own progesterone and maintain it. Hmm. So if we do use something like that, like a hormone, it's not ideally meant for long term, and it's only to kind of take away the symptoms as we're rebuilding the organ system or the pathway. So sometimes, but ideally, no, we want to get your body to do it. That's the ultimate goal. Okay. That's, that sounds like my type of medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You want to, you want your body to work optimally, right? Like you, you don't want to have to be dependent on a pill for energy or dependent on a pill for mood like exactly that's not how we're designed exactly and not not only that but also a pill that has side effects you know exactly yeah sometimes patients come in and their whole goal is i gotta get off these medications like i know it's causing more damage than good i'm you know i've gained weight my hair's falling out i am moody or whatever the case may be and, and so yeah absolutely we 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 definitely have helped people get off things that are just a slew of side effects or sometimes worse than the original problem. Mm, mm, I can imagine. Yeah. And obviously it will, you know, depend uh, or vary from case to case, but what are some of the like different tests done by functional medicine doctor? Yeah. So I really like to do a, a, a pretty thorough blood panel. And again, we read things in a much smaller, tighter functional range. We'll look at things like a full thyroid panel where a lot of doctors may just run the TSH and the T4 we're looking at the T3 and the free T3 and the free T4. These are other thyroid hormones and antibodies for autoimmunity. I like to look at vitamins and minerals, inflammation markers. Um, we, we rule out a lot of things like Epstein-Barr virus and Lyme disease that a lot of doctors just aren't even really digging in and looking at. Oftentimes, too, we'll run stool samples if somebody's got IBS symptoms or you know, ulcerative colitis or these other kind of Western medicine, I would say labels or diagnoses like irritable bowel syndrome, in my opinion, that's, that's less of a diagnosis and more of just a bunch of symptoms. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the bowel's irritated. Well, what's causing that? So we'll run a stool sample and we'll look for worms, viruses, bacteria, fungus. And also we look at the level of the good bacteria. Maybe it's not that you have this bad infection. Maybe your good bacteria is not in the right balance. So we often look at stool. We actually look at genetics too. So somebody may be predispositioned to liver problems and low energy because they're a poor detoxer. So we look, it doesn't go any deeper and personalized medicine than your genetics. So that's a really cool test. That's just a cheek swab. We do hormones and saliva. Mm -hmm. So we look at progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. I like saliva for two reasons. You can take multiple samples throughout the month which is really helpful in fertility cases and perimenopausal cases where the hormones are going up and down versus blood where we do just one sample. But also the saliva tells us what's actually bioavailable, what you can use. So I do a lot of that after postpartum if the hormones just haven't balanced and people are really feeling off. We also do neurotransmitter testing. So we test serotonin, dopamine, GABA, the brain chemicals. We see a lot of that in depression and anxiety issues and insomnia. 
the brain chemicals in urine. We do some Lyme disease. Um, we do heavy metal testing in hair. We can see if somebody's got a mercury poisoning or lead or, you know, there's a lot. Oh, we also do mold toxicity mm -hmm. testing in urine. Some people, especially here in central Texas, live in a house with a lot of mold and that can cause a whole slew of neurological symptoms from headaches to fatigue to pain. Mm. So yeah, we, we run a lot of tests. We dig really deep to find what's going on. Yeah, that's so fascinating, really. But when would you recommend to visit a functional medicine doctor? Like, is it necessary to go to a traditional medicine doctor and then go to functional medicine doctor? Or what would you recommend? You know, it's, it's not needed to go to a traditional doctor first. In fact, I wish we got more people earlier on. The fact is most people, by the time they try functional medicine, they've been to eight or 10 practitioners and they've not gotten any results or they've not figured out what's wrong with them, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. However, we have, a, we have a, a good amount of patients that are, were their first line of defense. And that's exciting because they usually have a lot less digging to do in their case. But most of our clients and patients come to us after they've been failed by the traditional Western medicine route. And mm. all that they've been offered is an antidepressant or pain medication or something. And no one's really trying to figure out what's wrong with them. They just say, here, take this, you'll feel better. And it doesn't fix anything. So unfortunately, most of the time we see people after they've been failed by other doctors. Right, right, right. Well, I can completely relate to that because, you know, I was a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed. I don't know if you get diagnosed or what is exactly called, but that I'm in early menopause. I'm, you know, 42 and I don't have any of the symptoms. I feel perfectly fine. You know, the only oh. thing missing is my period. So, you know, every year I usually test my, I, I run a blood test like a couple, of year, a couple of times a year and so on. And, you know, the second my, my gynecologist saw the, you know, hormone imbalance, she's like, oh, you're in early menopause, you need hormones. I'm like, I don't want hormones. You know, I feel perfectly fine. I don't have any of the symptoms. Well, you're still too young. You know, your chances for osteoporosis increase and this and that. And like all this, it's almost like, they try to, you know, write all these like horrible scenarios, what's going to happen with you. And it's like, well, like a fear tactic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I've been like doing a lot of, because I was not satisfied with that answer. I don't want hormones, you know? So I've been, you know, looking into different doctors and what we can do and um, like checking also my bone density and, you know, all this type of stuff. Because as I said, it, for me, it's just not an option to start taking a pill just because, you know, some blood test is showing something, but I actually feel perfectly fine, you know? Well, and like I mentioned, I don't like looking at your sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA in blood. Yeah. I would recommend getting a saliva test in multiple, right? Maybe you were low that day. What day was it in your cycle? Was exactly. it supposed to be low? Mm. But that's the funny part. Then I, I found that doctor where we also ran the saliva test or like, you know, a few mm. of them. And um, it's all of a sudden interesting that, you know, I do have estrogen. You know, it's not like the blood is, is showing that it's like almost gone. But, you know, my saliva test showed that there is enough, you know. This is a perfect case of where you can't just look at the numbers. Exactly. You have to look at them. You have to look at and hear and be present with the patient to say, okay, she's not having any of these symptoms, even though the numbers look bad, let's dig deeper. Mm. Let's run a sample 
in ovulation. Let's run a sample in the luteal phase of the cycle. Let's, let's, let's look a little deeper versus just, oh, here, we need to make the numbers look good. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when do we look deeper with a functional uh, medicine doctor when suffering, for example, from uh, fatigue? That's, you know, that's a tough one. I, I think that would have to really depend on the person mm-hmm. because you're the only person in your body. Mm. So you're the only one that knows, okay, am I running just a little too hard? Am I a busy mom? Am I working a career? Am I staying up too late? Or is this something more? Is this something deeper? So a lot of, a lot of patients come in and they say, oh, you know, I've been fatigued for years, but I just thought it was mom tired mm. until it, until I, until it wasn't, you know, you kind of hit a point where you, where you might know like, okay, this is not just that I stayed up too late watching Netflix. Something's wrong. And I know I could, I could feel better. So it's different for everybody. I would say when it's, um, kind of kind of a gauge maybe is when the fatigue is disrupting your life two or more times a week Mm. when you're missing things like family outings deadlines at work you know if you find yourself napping on vacation that's been a big one like sleeping through the vacation kind of thing that's been a big one with moms are like I just went on vacation and slept the whole time okay there could be something wrong you know instead of exploring and having fun and you know so really I would say when it's becoming disruptive but also you just have to feel and get in touch with your body to know because as women, we can get really good at just ignoring those symptoms too. That's, mm. that's a tough one to, to listen to your body, to feel something's wrong, to really get in touch with it. Yeah. Oh, I'm a huge believer in listening to my body. And I feel like, you know, we're living in a society where it kind of almost pushes us away from this very natural thing to be listening to your body. It's like, you know, we, constantly ignore all these signs and you know we go by the latest diet you know what are the hollywood stars doing and this and that instead of just listening to our body because we're all different you know right i was gonna say another big sign i would say that the fatigue is an actual problem is if you're dependent on caffeine Mm. if you realize that you're not making your own energy anymore your energy production systems aren't working and your only source of energy is external, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And women can, we can ignore that because we can just order more Starbucks. Right. (laughs) So that, that's a big one. Or I have some patients that have taken Adderall or, you know, caffeine pills for energy. That's there's something wrong. Right. You know, so it's a little different for everybody. Some people are really in tune with their body and they can really say like, Hey, I'm not able to exercise as well as I was or run as far as I you know, can. Mm. Other women are like, I can't lift my head and get out of bed. So mm. it's, it's a little different gauge for everybody and knowing what they're capable of. Oh, that's so fascinating. But I do have one last question. Given yeah. your experience and your knowledge, how do we go about choosing a functional medicine doctor? Ooh, that's a really good and tough question. I had a patient once who owned a, um, if I can find it, I'll send you the blog. Mm -hmm. She owned a massage, a Thai massage business here. And she wrote a blog on how to choose a functional medicine doctor. And she interviewed myself and like three other doctors. And I thought that was a great, thought it was a great blog. If I can find it, I'll send you the link. Yes, she did a really good job. She did her research. It's a tough, that's a tough one because I have had patients go to functional medicine doctors before 
and I look at the the notes or the patient file and I feel like man this this doctor didn't dig deep enough you know they kind of were surface scratching it so I would say a good thing to do is to try to find someone who specializes in what you're dealing with Mm -hmm. so if the person does more ADD ADHD autism like that's a that's kind of that can be a niche if they do more women's hormones and health and pre and postnatal and menopause which those can be two different niches if the person's more into guts health that could matter we see a lot of Lyme disease patients in my office and Epstein-Barr virus and chronic fatigue so I would definitely say that's a good start but also referrals Mm -hmm. you know today especially with technology and just how much we depend on the internet you know there's a lot of mom groups and places things like your community you know, reaching out for referrals is a really good start because if you know somebody who's gone through something you've gone through and they've gotten relief somewhere, that's a good, res- that's a good, I think, start. And also I would say reviews and testimonials really can help too, because you can listen to like, oh, okay, yep, I was, I, I have that symptom. My labs say that, and she was able to uncover it. That's, that's a, that's a good one too. But There are a couple certifications. The Institute of Functional Medicine is a certification. Mm -hmm. Applied Kinesiology is a certification. So you you can look and see what training they've had, which might be a really good one too, and what they specialize in based on their training. The other thought with that, sorry, I had one more thought, is um, we're a firm believer and you have to like and trust and have a good relationship with your doctor because trust is everything, right? You're, you're, You're letting them into your space and your body and you know, in the, in the sense of they're running blood and they're looking inside. So, you know, if, if it doesn't feel good, if you're sitting in a functional medicine doctor's office and they're not listening to you, or you feel like they're not a good fit, like you just don't feel comfortable enough to reveal all, it's not a good fit. Like mm. it, you might have to interview one or two. You, you really need to make sure you feel good. Kind of like right. a therapist, right? You're not going to open up to a therapist that you don't like. Right, <laughs> kind right, of thing, right. Or you don't feel comfortable and confident with so it may it may not be the easiest thing to find you may have to go through a couple right 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 but I guess it's also very important to listen just to your like this gut feeling or or you know instinct as you said if you if you like the doctor if you feel comfortable if you feel comfortable enough to share right right and the gut feeling I love that you said that we now know that there's more brain chemicals made in the gut lining and there's more nerve endings in the gut lining than the brain, Mm. right? So that old adage of a gut feeling isn't just your intuition. It is your nervous system feeling the energy, feeling what brain chemicals are being made and pumped at the time. And yeah, if you, this is is for any doctor, if you walk in and you kind of feel like a, you know, you feel tight and tense and your stomach doesn't feel right, get out. Yeah, yeah, you got to feel good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yep. I love that. But Dinesha, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your knowledge and experience. It's very, very much appreciated. And to our audience, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you find this episode informative and to be inspired to always look for the cause of any health issue mm-hmm. you might have or encounter rather than just take a pill to cover the symptoms. And um, Dinesh, maybe you can share where we can follow you. Yeah, absolutely. So the Energy Recovery System is the online program that I have that I work with patients that aren't just in Austin, Texas, which is great. I get to help more women all over. And my website is Dr. Tanisha Wards, so mm-hmm. D-R-T-E-N-E-S-H-A-W-A-R-D-S. 
but on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, it's the energy recovery system. Okay. Again, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing this incredible knowledge and experience. I think it's uh, very informative and something that we should be talking more about and make more women, moms, you know, people in general, just aware. Absolutely. Absolutely. That yes, your body, I'll just leave you with this this thought. Mm -hmm. Your body is designed to function well. And when it's not, you have to be your own advocate and you have to dig in and you have to find out why sometimes. Right. You, know, you can't always trust that every doctor knows and is going to dig deep enough, right? Listen to your body. If you feel like there's something else and they're missing something, there's something more, find somebody who will take that journey with you and keep going until you, you, you feel as good as and as well as you're meant to do and, and, and meant to the potential in this life that you're meant to have until you can express that. Keep, keep going. Don't settle for you're just sick. Right. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. It truly means the world to me. I would love to connect with as many of you as possible. So let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Slowolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration. If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.